begin today at the Mishnah on Daf Ayin Aleph on Medalef. Zok the Heilige Mishnah. Continuing the halachas regarding the Edison, the Naira Morasa, the father and the husband together are the ones that could nullify the Nidaram that she makes. There's various halachas of how this plays out. So this Mishnah says as I, Nadra vihi Arusa, she made a Nadar while she's in Arusa, the first stage of marriage. But then, Isgarsha Boy Bayayim. On that same day that she made the nether, she got divorced. And and she got remarried on that very same day to someone else. So now the question is, those nedarim that she made before, does the new husband also now get the rights from the first husband to participate together with the father in nullifying those nedarim? The father has his part in nullifying the nether. But the second part, which belongs to the husband, so now that the first husband divorced, what happens now? Does it go to the second husband? So the Mishnah says it does. And the Mishnah adds, Even if she theoretically got married to a second husband, a third husband, up to a hundred different people on that day. The father and the second husband, or the last husband, together uh, nullify her nedarim. So basically, the next husband gets the rights from the first husband. When does this apply? So the rule here is as follows. If she didn't go out into her own possession for one moment, what does that mean to her own possession for one moment? So the Ran says she didn't become a begeres. She became a begeres, so then she becomes, she, she goes out into her own rishos. Okay, so what, once... She, she goes into her own rishos, she became a begeres, or she got married completely, not just Edison, she completely got married. So, but if she did not go out into her own rishos, so then it remains a via ubaila, her father, and the husband, ubaila ha'achran, that is, the last husband, mefir together, could be made for the nedarim that she made before. But once, once she goes into her own, once she got fully married, so then the next husband is not going to have the koyach, to be made for the previous nedarim that were made from before, right? The, the, the nedarim that she makes now, he could be made for, but the nedarim that she made from before, he will not be able to be made for anymore. Zok the Gemara... Yeah, correct. Oh, the Gemara now is here, is going to say something, focusing on this that the Mishnah Taka said, boy, boy, yeah, let's see. Zok the Gemara, minol on the Aris Achrein, made for nedarim. So from where do I know this halacha? That the second husband could come and nullify the nedarim shenidu la'aris rishin, and the chiddush here that the way the Gemara understands our Mishnah is including the nedarim that the first aris knew about, and the first aris, the first husband had the opportunity to be made for them, and he wasn't made for them. In other words, what the Gemara is saying is maybe we should say that only those nedarim that she made before when she was married to the first husband, and the first husband never heard about it, and now she gets divorced and she marries the second husband, so then I say that the second husband could be made for those nadarim. But those nadarim that the first husband knew about, and he was not made for them, and he divorces her, and she gets married to someone else, maybe those nadarim she cannot, he, he, the second husband cannot be made for. How do you know that even those nadarim that the first husband knew about, the second one could also be made for? So the Ran actually says that in the Loshan of the Mishnah itself, it's not clear that this is the din. The Mishnah says, what happened? She got divorced on that very day. Why does the Mishnah say, What's the relevance of? If the husband never heard of the neder, 
So then it makes no difference of bye bye The whole concept of bye bye when it comes to nullifying the dotim is when you the day you heard about the nether. So then you only have that day to nullify it. So if the Mishnah says bye bye it sounds like we're talking about that the that the husband heard the nether. But the Ran says not necessarily. Maybe the Mishnah is saying bye bye regarding the father. Because the father as well could only be made for the nether on that very day. After the day, then that's it. Either way, it's too late to be made for this nether. So, how, so even though Taka the Mishnah uses the Lashem Bay Bayayim, not necessarily does it mean that the husband heard about this nether, and now the second husband is going to be made for the nether. Maybe the Mishnah is saying, only when the first husband never heard about the nether, then the second husband could be made for it. But the Gemara here is being Mechadish, and the Ran says this is really all Shmuel speaking, as the Gemara here continues, Amma Shmuel, this is all Shmuel saying, Minalon, that the Pshat in our Mishnah is, even if the first husband heard about the nether, the second husband could be made for it. From where do I know this? On Makra, so the Gemara says, the Pasuk says, when it speaks about a husband being made for it in the daughter of his wife, that's an Arusa, as we brought before, that's what this Pasuk is speaking about. She gets married. She has the daughter upon herself. Why does it have to say these, this word, Aleha? It's an extra word. This means, the daughter that means even in the daughter that she had already before from a previous husband, the second husband could also be made for. That's what the extra word is coming to teach me. But the Gemara asks on this, how do you know that that's what it goes on? That the previous husband actually heard about it and still now the second husband gets the rights to be made for that net there even though the first husband heard about it and he was not made for it. Maybe only those in the daughter that the first husband never heard about. That's the Nadarim that the second husband could be made for. Avalon Nadarim Shanir Laudis Rishon, the Nadarim that the first husband heard about, Loy Matsi Mefer Ares Achrein, the second husband will not be able to be made for. So the Gemara says, no, you can't say that because Aleha Kra Yisayruhu. This word Aleha is, is still an extra word to teach me that even when the first husband heard about it, what does that mean? If you look inside the Pasik there, you have it here quoted on the side of the Gemara, the full Pasik over there it says, so it already says in the Pasuk, Asher Asra al-Nafsha, they're going on the Nudarim that were made before. The fact that a person, the Oris, could be made for those Nudarim that she made before, when the previous husband did not hear about it, that would be understood from the Pasuk even without the word Allah. Why does it add the word Aleha? Aleha means even those Nudarim that the first husband did hear about, the second husband could be made for them. That's, uh, so therefore, this is the source of this halacha. So the Gemara now brings that I am... Using the same words to do the two. There's two wishes over there. You want to show that the, 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 the old husband heard? Mm-hmm. The new husband. But the daughter Allah is, is for the old husband. The daughter Allah is talking about the husband that's married to her now. When she's the, the second husband, whoever she's married to now, is the one that can be made for the daughter. The Chiddush here is, even those Nadaram that the previous husband heard about, nevertheless, the second husband gets the power to be made for them as well. And that, Aleha means they were upon her. Aleha means it was upon her before in the previous marriage and the first husband heard about it. Because it's an extra word, we say it's coming to say, not only it was upon her before, but it was upon her before and there was an awareness of this matter. The husband was aware about it and still the second husband could be made for it. Okay, no, no, it could be. 
Oh, the Gemara brings now a raya from a brisa. Since, as I said before, the, the Mishnah itself is not clear, and he, I mean, Shmuel is bringing a raya from a Pasik, but the Mishnah itself did not say this halacha clearly, so the Gemara brings from a brisa where it says this clearly. So, Tanya Kvasei Shmuel, we learned in a brisa, we will see, like Shmuel said, that it's speaking about a case where the first husband knew about those Nadarim. So it says in the Mishnah, Nara Meirosa, in this case of a Nara Meirosa, Avio Bailam, the father and the husband together nullify her Nadarim. Ketzad, what's the example for this? Shoma via, the father heard about the nether. Vahafala, and the father did his part. He nullified his nether. Vahispa kabala and the father didn't even hear about the nether at all. Achemes, and he died. And venis arsa boibayoim, and she got married to someone else on that day. Vahafila may upon him, even if she got remarried to someone else a hundred times. Avia, ubaila, ha'achra, mefira nederel. The father and the next husband can nullify her nether. So this is the halacha that our Mishnah said, when the father and the last husband are, are, are going to nullify the nether. But here, in the first part of the B'raise, it clearly says that the case is that the first husband didn't hear about the nether. But now, in the next case of the B'raise, the case clearly is, even in a case where the husband did hear, the, the first husband did hear about the nether. Shoma in the case where the first husband heard about the nether, and the first husband nullified the nether. Vloy his pika and the father did not hear about the nedarim sabal until the husband passed away. So here the case is the, the husband did his part. He was made for the nether. The father didn't hear about the nether, and now the husband passed away. And what happened over here? So the all the rishonim here basically say that this part of the b'raise is a continuation of the previous part of the b'raise. So just like in the previous case in the b'raise, it says that the case here is that she went and got remarried to someone else. Here as well, the case is that she went and got remarried to someone else. So what's the halacha? So the father now could go and nullify the chalik of the neder, that the, that the Baal was Mefer. When the Baal was Mefer, his part of the nether, but he now passed away. So once the Baal passes away, the chalik of the nether, of the, of the, that the Baal was Mefer, is, is null and void. That hafara doesn't exist anymore because he passed away. When a person passes away, whatever hafara he does, also is, is null and void. That hafara only stays in effect as long as he's alive. If he, if he passes away on that day, so then his hafara is nothing. So now the father is the one that could be made for the nether completely. And the, the case over here is even though she got remarried to a second husband. So you would think that the second husband is the one that gets the rights from the first husband to be made for the nether. But no, it doesn't work that way. The father is the one that could do the hafada completely on his own. Okay. Now this, the Gemara says, so what the Gemara said before, here you see clearly we're talking about a case that the husband heard about the nether. Okay. But now the Gemara brings <coughs> that this is actually a machlaikis. Um, uh-huh. In a regular case, a husband and a wife, and the husband, they forgive him. Yeah. No, they're gestorben. Yeah. It's come to it. Got, no, well, the, yeah, the, 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 the hafada of the husband, the, the hafada of the husband is worthless. After the husband passes away, the hafada, correct, now the father is going to have to be made for the nether. And there's no father. The wife has married for many years. Yeah, yeah. She made the nether. And he's made for her, and he died. No, but we're talking about uh, an Arusa over here. We're talking about an Arusa. If he's L'cha'ere, could be, could be. If she's Nesua, I'm not sure. But over here we're talking about an Arusa, and the husband's made for the Neda, and then he dies. Huh? He dies by Bayayim, correct, correct, correct. 
L'chayre, yeah, that's the case. Yeah, correct. Right. So he died. So now the hafara is also ice. So who's going to be made for the nadara? For the, the father. So over here, again, like I said, over here the case is a little bit different. She got remarried to her second husband. Even though she got remarried to her second husband, still the bride is saying that the father is the one that's made for the nether completely. So on this, on Rav Nosen, Rav Nosen says, Hein, hein, divrei beishamai. This is only the pain of beishamai. Avu besilo laimrim, besilo say, Ein yochol The father cannot be made for the nether by himself. But my pligi, so the Gemara explains, what's the basis of the machlekes of Beishamai and Beisilo? So the Gemara explains, Beishamai sovri, Beishamai's opinion is, Nidorim nami, when it comes to these Nidorim here, and the, the Bachavir is goyris, instead of Sheroi, Shaniru, Shaniru, whether Sheroi or Shaniru la'oros, that the first Oros heard about them. So what happens with these Nidorim? Even though the first uh, the husband heard about these nidarim and the first husband nullified these nidarim, what happens? Nevertheless, it gets emptied out into the rishos of the father. Now this is based on the opinion of Beishamai that we learned about already before. Beishamai says, what happens when, you, when the, you have the father and the husband together that participate in nullifying the nidarim? The father is, nullifies his percent of the nether. 50% of the nether, he completely nullifies. The husband nullifies 50% completely of his part of the nether, right? That's how it works. So basically, in our case, what happened over here? The husband, when he was alive, heard about the nether, and he, was, he nullified his part of the nether. When he nullifies his part of the nether, that means that now, for the husband, this nether is out. For him, his part of the nether, he, he completely nullified it already. So that part of the nether, he has, the first husband has no connection to that part of the nether anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. So now what happens when the husband dies? When the husband dies, his nullification is not a nullification anymore. Now the nether is back a full nether. But the thing is, the first husband in his lifetime when he was alive, totally nullified it. So the first husband had no shaykhs to the nether anymore. If so, the second husband will not get the rights to nullify his part of the nether from the first husband. Since the first husband already nullified the nether completely, so the first husband had no connection to his part of the nether anymore, what's the second husband going to get from the first husband? He has nothing to get from the first husband. So therefore, when the first husband dies, who's the only one that could nullify the nether? The father. Now the whole nether take is completely active. Once the first husband passes away, the whole nether is totally active. But only the father could nullify this. That's the shitta of Beishamai. So he has to nullify the second time, the father? The father has to nullify. Well, the father didn't even hear about this nether at all until this point. So the father nullifies the nether alone. The father is the only one that has now the power to nullify this nether. Okay, let's see Basil. Maybe you'll see Basil. You'll understand even better the contrast to Basil. Basil Savri, Basil says, follows. Avia u baila achroi mefir In this case, when the first husband nullified his part and then he passed away and she got remarried to someone else. So now the father and the husband together are going to be made for Nedarim. Why? Because Veloy Megis Gaius. The first husband, when he nullified his part of the nether, you can't say that this nether is not, not associated with the first husband anymore. Why not? Because the way Hill understands the combination of the father and the husband nullifying the Nedarim, you just 
each party, each one of them is just weakening the nether. You're not completely eradicating your part of the nether, you're weakening the nether. So even after the first husband did his part and nullified his part of the nether, what did he really do? He said that I'm going to weaken the nether. But even after he weakens the nether, the first husband still has a connection to this nether. Until the father is not going to do his part to fully get rid of the nether, the nether is in existence even in the world of the first husband. It's just a weakened nether. If the nether is still in existence in the, in the world of the husband, even though it's a weakened nether, but it still exists, so when he dies, the second husband gets the rights from the first husband. So again, the point of here is, if that nether is still in existence for the first husband, so the second husband gets that rights from the first husband. But if the nether, if you say Megas guy is that once the first husband nullified it, so now his part is not in existence anymore in his lifetime, so then the second husband has nothing to get from the first husband. Then it goes only, only to the father. That's the pshat in the Machlekes of Bishama and Vesilo. This is the first pshat in the Ran. Big Arichas here in the Ran, as you see, this is the first pshat of the Ran. And the Ram brings another pshat, Taisfis, there's other pshat to Mir, and the Ram asks in it, but this is the simplest pshat in the Gemara, according to the Ram. Okay, we're going to stop over here, the Ibayul who goes down to the end of the next Talmud.